Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. On tonight's episode, we welcome Mr. Terry Weaver, who is a podcaster, author, speaker, and dreamer. He is one of the co-hosts of the longest-running Walt Disney World podcast called WDW Today. He is host of a DVC-focused podcast and has another amazing podcast called Making Elephants Fly, to which he also has a book by the same name as well. On tonight's show, he is going to share a bit of what he does with us, but also about some of his own personal Disney story and some travel advice that everyone should take during the current days we're all swimming through. Thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in tonight. Here's my conversation with Mr. Terry Weaver. This is Travel Tips Tuesday. This is August 25th. 2020 um tonight we're going to talk about traveling to walt disney world in the present day with special guest terry weaver uh we'll intro terry here in just a second um and kind of give a give him a chance to talk a little bit about himself uh as well our question of the day which you'll see in kind of the show description for tonight is what is your favorite disney cast member story uh this is this is one of my favorite things to uh, talk about especially now when uh, a lot of cast members some are still furloughed some are still waiting on that call back uh, a lot of the live performers are many are back at work um some are dealing with hours cut back some have been you know even you know their jobs have been um eliminated for now uh, for whatever reason so uh, i love hearing these stories because it kind of reminds us where uh the magic it comes from so please share those uh if uh, you do have a disney story share those in the comments or feel free to share that in my other feed uh from earlier today so i want to offer you all before we get into our conversation with terry which is going to be awesome i'm really looking forward to it um a little bit of disney news and we usually share disney parks news but i'm going to share a little bit of disney plus news just sort of an update um a lot of you all may already be aware of some of this stuff just sort of some things that they're coming out with uh recently on disney plus uh, they keep adding some great content over the summer uh, many of you may know that they uh added hamilton over around the fourth of july which was great um they still also haven't seen it still i haven't seen it either so confession i have not uh, seen it um, i think it's but, about i think it's a musical about the 20 dollar bill yeah or something something yeah. like that uh, that sounds like also, an original epcot opening day attraction yeah, 20 dollar bill the musical yes I, it does i think it, i think they're, in they're, the american showplace pavilion with the american yes. showcase players they're keeping that in their in their back pocket uh, for the uh, for the fiftieth, I think. Oh, dude, um, you know they, they released merch today, <laughs> like there's yeah. merch for sale, Hamilton merch. Yeah. So you know, like legit that that they're about to milk the uh, Hamilton cow hardcore. Yep. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Uh, the other thing that's come out even more recently than that is The Greatest Showman. And I know Terry mentioned recently uh, on his social that he watched it. And I actually watched it for the first time uh, last week. Um, I'd heard some of the music from it, like a lot of people, um, but it had a lot of fun, a lot of fun watching that. And um, some of the songs are even kind of still stuck in my head. There's some real. Oh, yeah, dude. Wait till your there. kids get into that. Wait till your kids get into the, those songs. I would say those songs are only second um, in in like their ear candiness to like Frozen. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. I'm I'm so inspired by that movie. In fact, that's what I love Disney Plus is it's bringing all these things that we just may not have had access to before. Yeah. Um, you know, I really, really, really dig. I really dig that movie. In fact, 
you know, when you talk about what I do, I, I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, that's my story. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in the movie where he puts the, that was kind of part of our, we, we went on a road trip today and um, part of our car ride was about the poster when he kind of puts the call out for the weirdos and the freaks and the, and the misfits to kind of gather. And uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like that's what I do for a living. Yeah. I don't, I don't have Are a spiffy you- outfit. Um, but uh, maybe our friend Jonathan Lee Iverson could hook me up with one of those. Jonathan Lee Iverson, the last ringmaster. Now, now speaking of which, this is a great segue for the next thing that I'm going to talk about. So for those of you that don't know that watch Travel Tips Tuesday, Jonathan Lee Iverson um, is, was literally the, the last ringmaster for Barnum and Bailey Circus. He was also, I think, the first African-American uh, ringmaster. Yep. He worked for uh, the company for several years. But one of the cool things that he does now is he does these children's like uh, story time nights on his facebook live and it's every sunday night thing yeah every sunday night usually it's a couple of different books um that he'll read and it's it's a really really neat uh experience um i think ladies and gentlemen boys and girls (laughs) he does it for sure he he uh he he he, yeah he doesn't hold back um but it's a it's a real uh it's a real touching thing so if you're looking for something if you've got kids you know where, where you're still reading books at night maybe uh look look his feet up on Sunday night instead of doing your normal book time together. And yeah, take a night off and let him read to your kids. Let's do it. So it's a really, really cool thing that he's doing. Um, another thing, kind of going back to Disney plus for a second. And uh, there's a show that my kids have gotten into and it's, so I've got, I've got four kids that are eight years old, ranging from eight to one. And there's a show on there. That's a national geographic kids show. So sort of on the like, disney plus kids portion of it and it's called uh it's weird but true and it's in its third season and it's this sort of perfect mix of educational documentary meets kids programming but it's not like no offense to be pbs kids it's not like that kind of pbs kids programming but it's definitely got that sort of national geographic um you know edge meets sort of cheesy production uh in a little bit and it's it's actually really entertaining and really informing um and i look forward to seeing it so is it uh does it avoid the circle of life um i would say no okay yeah i what in fact we just went we just got home from my mom's house and she had disney plus on yeah and was watching something about yellowstone yeah and uh like there's a wolf eating a baby bison i'm like Mm -hmm. I don't want to see this. I've had a long yeah. day. I don't want yeah. to see. I don't want to see. And then I yeah. kind of do. It's, it's, you start it's, singing the song. It's 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 pretty transparent, but it's not like you know. It's not like full on National Geographic transparent. <laughs> uh, well, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Moving moving forward, as they say. Um, so I also want to take a quick sort of rewind back to last week. I should have said this a little bit ago, but I do want to say an intentional thank you to um, Rob Lott to, for being on the show last week and for just having a great conversation kind of about his Disney story and uh, you know, why that's meaningful to him and talking a lot about run Disney and his experience there well, you know, as well. And talking about the you know running community in general, it was a lot of fun um, with that. One of my favorite humans. Yes. So I, I met Rob through Terry uh, a little over a year, year ago at Terry's conference, the thing, which is held annually in, um, in the Orlando kind of Walt Disney world area. And while uh, Rob is just one of the most inspirational uh, forward 
thinking, creative people. And our conversation is available on uh, last week's Travel Tips Tuesday and the Run Dopey by 40 podcast feed. If you're interested in that, uh, you can find the link to those pages in um, the comments below. So um, back to talking about uh, Mr. Weaver here a little bit. Um, he mentioned kind of uh, a little bit about himself. Um, so um, he is... Uh, a creative. He's an entrepreneur. He's a leader of many and inspire of many, many. I have the chance to be in one of his mastermind groups, which is a lot of fun. He's also an author. Uh, he's a podcaster as well. And he has one, two, th three podcasts that I think you're on. Yep. Author. There's a book, shameless plug, making elephants fly. It's really, really good. I've got a copy of it as well. Um, he will, if you buy a copy at terryweaver.com, he will send you a personal note in it along with the uh, a feather as well, which I think is a really nice sort Spoiler of. Spoiler alert! Person or not? Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, as you know, uh, as you can tell, Terry is a Disney fan. If you look in the back, so if you're watching, if, if you're not if, listening on a podcast feed, if you're watching yes. this live, so which, if, why would if, you not watch this on Tuesday nights? <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely. Why are you not here if you're listening to this on podcast in podcast land? No. Um, so if, if you are listening to this in podcast land, just imagine for yourself uh, what your room would have been like if you're a kid going to Walt Disney World for the first time and your parent let you buy every single thing that you wanted. Um, that's that's Terry's office. So uh, that's that's the best way that I know to describe it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm just a no. kid who never put up his toys. That's all. <laughs> it's a, it's totally okay. So I've I've got some toys, but they're actually being used by kids right now, and I don't yeah. know where half of them are. But um, the the ni the nicer ones I have in my office elsewhere. Just you know, well, I may let them let may let them play with them someday. Um, but yeah, so Terry has a couple other Disney podcasts, one called WDW Today that he hosts with a few other people uh, every week. And he has uh, one called Top of the World, uh, which is a DVC podcast uh, with a guy that actually lives down in my neck of the woods, Mr. Dave Adams. Shout out to Dave and his his Dave's other podcast right now is going live. So he probably won't see this until later. He may never see it. And that's OK. That's but okay. funny thing. But funny thing is, is that Dave Adams and I like know each other. Um, but we're, we both live like literally I could be at his house somewhere between five and 10 minutes, but I've never seen his face except for in Walt Disney world. Um, so anyway, D Dave's a cool guy. Um, he, he, uh, he has a very, um, interesting personality. He's, he's a lot of fun to talk to though, uh, when, especially when it comes to Disney and, um, Alabama football. So, um, there's that. So Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, what do you do? Man, that's a that's a question that I'm always trying <laughs> to clearly and concisely answer. Um, you know what I what I what I really think I do at the end of the day um, is I help remarkable people discover what makes them remarkable. Yeah, and and unleash that into the world, um, and really try to help them build a business around that idea. And, you know, just like um, Timothy Mouse, uh, our, 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 uh, as you can see, I got I to show the toys in the show. But there Timothy Mouse, sure. um, who really was the one that pushed Dumbo off the cliff. Um, you know, I feel like that's what I do professionally. I push people off cliffs um, and to jump into what they're here on earth to do. Um, because much like, you know, you and the, you know, the travel mission mission, 
you know, leave this world with, with uh, memories, not dreams. Or was that, is that it? Is it leave this world with? Uh, yeah, leave mm-hmm. this world with memories, not dreams. That, that, was, that was one of our yeah, recent mottos. Yeah, and so, like, I really believe in that, that we should, we should do the dang thing, you know, that we should, we yeah. should not spend our entire life just dreaming about what we're going to do, but actually do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and a lot of times, a lot of times we, we don't do the thing because of, you know, we don't, we don't realize, we don't realize our own genius. We don't realize what makes us unique. Um, we don't realize what makes us special. And, you know, even just like, you know, the movie, The Greatest Showman is he assembled a lot of people that had special things about them that other people saw as a weakness and he just helped them figure out how to make it their strength. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of us that are leaders that are that way that we feel like, um, maybe we're too broken to serve or maybe we're too, um, you know, messed up that we've made too many mistakes. And so, you know, I'm just here to remind, um, remarkable people to soar and to do, to do what they're here for. And I I do that through coaching. I do that through events. You know, I spent kind of the first half of my life as a youth pastor. My wife and I moved to Nashville in 2001 and I was, I was speaking professionally doing school assemblies and speaking at colleges and speaking at churches. Um, You and I actually didn't really know each other, but I came to your town when you were a youth pastor um, and spoke for, uh, your city, a citywide event. Um, strangely enough, that was one of the last like youth ministry official events that I did. Um, uh, at least on purpose, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes we do things that we 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 uh, that just kind of happen, and so sure. But you know, these days, you know, most of my time is spent with leaders. Um, and sometimes, like you said, it's you know, like you know our, our our mastermind group that met last night. And sometimes it's a group of people at the United States Postal Service. Yep. Trying to figure out how to solve big problems. And um, and then, you know, in a good part of my time, I spend, you know, like you said on the Disney podcast, you know, WDW Today is the longest running Walt Disney World podcast. We've we've been the hosts of it for, we're, we're approaching the five-year mark here. I mean, we've done hundreds and hundreds of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, which, which has been crazy, as you know, during mm-hmm. a pandemic to talk about a theme park that's closed. Um, and so, you know, I mean, obviously while Disney world is now back open, Disneyland, uh, still not open, although we've seen some, we've seen some hopeful signs in orange County. Um, you know, the Disney cruise line. I know hotel reservations have reopened finally for, for Disneyland, I believe. Oh, officially. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I think I, I saw either heard that or saw that somewhere, um, within the past day or two. So that, that was encouraging to hear that. And who knows? Who knows what that means? I mean, yeah, California is kind of its own animal. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the way the, the the way things are going, I feel like all of California is about to be my neighbor. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I know what you mean there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, one thing I do want to tell you about Terry is that Terry uh, he, he was actually on the on the road today to uh, to Memphis to pick up a new member of his family. He has uh, he has one pup in his family named Waltz, and he has another pup in his family by the name of Oswald. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know the Walt Disney story, uh, a lot of people immediately hear Walt Disney or Disney World or Disney. They think like Mickey, Donald, Goofy cartoons and stuff. Well, part of Walt Disney's story was that he drew this character Oswald. So I'm staying with the theme tonight. Um, Oswald. Yeah, if you see and, Oswald like is right off. Uh, yeah. 
he's he, he sits right behind me here on camera. He's yeah. normally not very visible. Yeah, but uh, so well, Oswald was this character that Walt drew and that kind of sort of launched his name out there uh, yep. in, in a way. And then uh, that character, due to a series of, I guess, bad negotiations, if you want to simplify it, yeah, um, not was, hiring was, an, not hiring an attorney <laughs> is really what that yeah. was. Yeah, that uh, got got stolen away from him. Um, so he was kind of forced to to pivot and sort of rethink where he was. And then um, that's where Mickey Mouse came from as a result of a lot of things that happened. Uh, well, that famous telegram, you know, that yep. um, it's, it's one of my I, I show it when I speak at, at, at corporate events. Um, the telegram that Walt sent to Roy. And we almost named our dog Roy. Yeah. Uh, but I love this story of Oswald because, you know, how many people how many and what I really love the most about Walt Disney World is not necessarily the fact that it's an, you know, a hot theme park in Florida where you can get, you know, $9 pineapple ice cream. Right. You know, I, what I love is that it's this place. I really, I think Walt Disney World and Disneyland are the largest art installations in the world. Mm. Um, they're just these inspiring places and they were designed by a man named Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, and a huge part of Walt's story was Oswald that, you know, he took that train ride, um, you know, when, when they were talking about naming a Mortimer Mouse after he had lost the, the rights to Oswald. Funny story that most people, you know, kind of know if you're a Disney nerd is Oswald, the, Disney got the rights back to Oswald mm-hmm. when um, Monday Night Football was lost by ABC. And whoever <laughs> Monday Night Football went to had the rights through Universal to Oswald. And so Disney got back the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. There you um, go. And also the lucky rabbit, if you put him next to Mickey Mouse, um, you know, other than ears, shape of head and smile, it's the same character. Um, You know, what was funny about the Fab Five, and I was just thinking this the other day, um, and there's 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 one of the new Mickey Mouse shorts about it. It's like, um, it's kind of the the new Mickey Mouse shorts are weird, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's the scene where it's it's the one that's on the boardwalk. Okay, and it's yeah. like you know, Mickey. Mickey has you know pants. Oswald mm-hmm. has pants, but Donald just has a shirt. So they kept going into this restaurant. There was like no shirts, no shoes, no problem kind of yeah. place. Yeah. And so like it's just them trading out each other's. It's, it's when you think about that and say it out loud, it's like, well, that's weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, my favorite one of the new Mickey Mouse shorts though is Potato Land. If yeah, you're a Disney fan, if classic. you want to go to Disney, if you want to go, it's called something else, but it's basically right. You know, Goofy's driving along and sees a sign for Idaho and thinks Idaho mm-hmm. thinks Idaho is a theme park. Um, <laughs> so they go to Potato Land and uh, yep. so yeah, man, we we, yep. we brought home a new little pup today, Oswald, literally, wait, just a few minutes ago. So he's going to be our new little. Uh, my wife and I don't have kids. I was a youth pastor and she was a children's pastor. So um, you know the those the combination of those and. Um, having a little brother when my when I was eighteen, um, kind of discouraged our childbearing <laughs> arrangement. Uh, we liked the idea of like enjoying other people's kids and returning them home at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so you can I put them say, to bed. I, I, I would I would say I understand, but I don't. Um, yeah, maybe one day if if we're blessed with grandkids, many years down the road. Um, but that's what that's what my parents and my wife i've heard my parents say i love your kids so much and i really love the fact that i get to give them back at the end of the day so have fun (laughs) um anyway so let's just let's let's rewind the clock for a little bit 
And uh, we're going to talk Disney parks here in just a few minutes. But um, part of your Disney story, so Disney is obviously sort of imprinted in your life in a number of different ways. Uh, if you could remember back as far back as you could go, what is your earliest Disney memory? Um, if that was a show, uh, park visit, a piece of merch, whatever it is, movie, what's the earliest thing that you can remember Disney-wise in your life? A few things. One, I went to Disney before I was born. Okay. Um, my dad was a cheap son of a gun and they stayed at the, at the campgrounds um, and then left the campgrounds. And I was like, we're going to the contemporary. Uh, but I, I was in womb then. Mm-hmm. So like literally since before birth, Disney's kind of been like a part of our family. Um, I don't remember a lot of kid trips there as much. Mm-hmm. I remember going um, when I was on drama team when I was 15 and I remember going to MGM studios and just being absolutely blown away. And that was back when MGM Studios like had three rides. Yep. You know, now it's got like six. Um, <laughs> but uh, the t- like, and it was weird because it was like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were there. Right. Yep. I think I they were filming that. wrestling in the parking lot at that time. <laughs> um, Barbie, I think, was part of the parade at one point. I mean, there's just there were some strange things happening at Disney yeah. with like IP and everything. And it was before like. It was before Pixar, and sure, I definitely remember that trip. Um, I remember um, probably the most impactful. It's not the earliest, but it's definitely the most impactful Disney trip I remember was going with my little brother when he was about two, hmm. um, and taking my grandparents, um, just kind of as a big family hoo ha. Yeah, um, that was in '96. Yep. Um, when the when the castle, I guess it was in '96. Whenever the castle was, or 95, I guess, whenever the castle was cake. Um, ah, yes, the cake. It, you know, I'm team cake, but I'm a chubby <laughs> kid. So, like, it's anytime it's like, hey, there's a cake the size of, you know, a tall building. I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's uh, go. <laughs> I was upset they weren't serving cake there, right? Yeah. Um, right. I mean, they're like, you know, like watching it. It's, interestingly enough, strangely enough, the one show I remember, I mean, obviously, um, I grew up kind of the DuckTales generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Sure. And But the one show I really remember was Dumbo Circus mm. um, that was on the Disney Channel, which I watched a little of that the other day. Creepy as heck. Yeah. You know, it's just like really creepy costume characters. <laughs> running around kind of talking to each other. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting how things like that plant seeds that later come back to like grow la- later. And so, mm-hmm. but I definitely, I definitely remember, I definitely remember um, Dumbo circus. Um, cool. There's a few, that's, a few memories. A few memories. Awesome. Well, that's really cool. So I, I love like kind of, I'm I'm a big sucker for for a good origin story, so that's one of the reasons. Like whenever I have a guest on, and I've been blessed to be able to have a lot of different people on lately, I always kind of like to dig down into their Disney story, uh, and maybe bring some stuff to the surface that you know not everybody uh, not everybody knows about. So um, a lot of fun for uh, a lot of fun sharing this kind of thing. So um, I want to kind of get practical here for a second, and we'll we're going to spend the the rest of our time tonight kind of uh, part here in the park so to speak um but what's um so right now there are all sorts of uh 
you know, different rules and regulations, facial coverings, new security screening procedures, new social distancing guidelines, and, you know, all these different things that are going on as a result of kind of the current state that that the world is in. Um, And one of the pieces of advice that I've heard from, um, and and I believe this to be true as well, and and, and I've told client, travel clients this, that, you know, if, if it is your first trip going to Disney now may not be the best time to go, you know, if you're a veteran, you know, it's, it's, if you've been there before, it's a great time, you know, low wait times and all that kind of stuff. But um, like, practically speaking, though, like going now, like what, what's your kind of feel, what's your read on the in-park experience um, for, you know, people visiting the parks? Right now? Let's kind of do like good, bad and ugly, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will say this with any trip to Disney and actually with any vacation, then, you know, cause I, I know you, you do that. Like you, 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 you book trips for me. Um, the, the thing is just to manage your expectations. Yep. And the one expectation right now is it's a different place. Yep. And I know like the true Disney purists are like the magic's still there. The magic's a little different right now. Mm-hmm. And so you just need to be aware of what you're getting into. There's there, as with anything, right? Like there are upsides to this. The crowd sizes are, are really down, but right now that's meaning that they're really having to adjust park hours. So the park hours right. are really down. Um, you know, park hopping is suspended, which is a huge way that we experience the parks. Right. Um, you know, if you have a big family like you do, the thought of getting into some kind of other mode of transportation to leave one mm-hmm. park after the end of the day is, Sounds like, you know, like a Chevy Chase movie to you. It's like, you're not going to do that, right? Um, Pretty much. But for me, that's a huge part of how I experience Disney. Right. Um, you know, my co-host on Top of the World, um, Dave Adams' wife, you know, they, they went last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of had this discussion because she said, she said that the Magic Kingdom in its current state, it's like a fancy Six Flags. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oof, it's a little harsh," right? But I'm also not. It's different, right? Right. But I will say this, and, and and Leslie and I were actually talking about this in the car today, that the one thing that is a thousand percent in place at Walt Disney World right now, and they can never take away. No other theme park on the planet will ever replicate it. They've all tried. They can't get anywhere close. But the Disney cast members are the Disney magic. Absolutely. You know, when you, whether it's a cast member on an attraction or, you know, like I saw, I saw your thread earlier today, you know, like the story of like a kid spilled something and all of a sudden there's magic that appears. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that have lost a family member when they've been at Walt Disney world yeah, and like, you know, Disney came in and like made sure their kids were taken care of like grandma passed away at home. Um, and they, you know, went and spoiled the kids with stuff. And this isn't just like, you know, a lot of people hear their stories and go, oh, that's just at, like the Grand Floridian. Now, these people yeah. were staying at Pop Century. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, you know, the, 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 you know, it's the, it's the best Western of, uh, of hey. Disney World. <laughs> I love Pop Century. <laughs> yeah. Now, All, All Star is the Motel Six. Yeah. Uh, actually, but although, you know, what's interesting, um, you know, we're pass holders. So, kind of how we got in. To Disney was like back in the day, dude, and I think we're about to see some of that in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney used to do just crazy pass holder discounts on the weekend, which you as a travel agent can help book. You booked right. it for me when I'm like, hey man, here's sure. a pass holder rate. Hook a brother up, make it happen, figure it all out. I don't want to deal with it. 
And, you know, back in the day, you know, Pop Century was was like forty nine or fifty nine dollars regularly. Yep, I remember that. Um, and I and I think we're going to get a little of that. Obviously, there's a huge demand coming into the parks for the days ahead. Mm-hmm. But you know, Walt Disney World is a bit of a different place right now. It is. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not great things and there's not different experiences right. that that kind of make up for it. Because I mean, for the most part, you can go to all four of the parks. And in any given day, hit all of the attractions that you really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wearing a mask at Disney World is going to be no different than wearing a mask anywhere else. Yep. You know, I wear a mask to go into a restaurant today to get lunch. That, right. that it's it's not a fantastic experience. Right. Um, you know, wearing a it's just it it's it, but that's that's not Disney, right? Like that's just anywhere. Right. Yeah. That's not exclusive. I, I think about it from this perspective. So like we think about the, the short wait times mean, you know, what that means, you know, Disney's adjusting the park hours, uh, you know, starting in September's cutting it, you know, trimming them here and there. And um, for me, what that means is people are less, less likely or more likely to be less tired at the end of the day, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. So one of the biggest comments I get is, you know, you see people posting the screenshots of their, pedometers how many steps or miles or whatever they did at disney during the day so they're they're doing less of that but for me what that means is like practically speaking they're more refreshed the next day to get up and get at it again so yes they might be missing out on a nighttime show they might be missing out on you know uh, a full-fledged parade but you know there are so many other things there to do the cavalcades are cool yeah and they and they are and they're and they're always good like there's as long as it's not like you know, pouring raining and lightning outside. There's always something going on somewhere. But a lot of the uh, things that aren't running, um, th- they're people vacuums. Yep. You know, the parade is seven minutes or thirteen yep. minutes, mm-hmm. but you're gonna sit in a side on a sidewalk on your rear with your kids spilling ice cream down their sister's back, right? For an hour and a half to get the perfect spot. Yep. But now during that hour and a half, you'll walk around. And it's like, oh look, it's Tinkerbell over there. Yep. You know, and I think, and I, I kind of like the spontaneousness that this is going to bring because, you know, fast passes, mm-hmm. eighty advanced dining reservations have made Disney where you sort of need, you need like an abacus and a planning schedule. And dude, I mean, sure. I, I'm not like Mr. America athlete here by any means, right. but we're typically, we're typically in the twenty to twenty eight mile a day, mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. Almost every day at Walt Disney World is a marathon for us. Right. And so not doing that is going to make it a lot more pleasant and chill. Yep. Um, you know, the one, the one park where I'm seeing things kind of wonky on a consistent is, is Hollywood studios. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, yeah. And you know, one of the big differences people are like, what's the difference between Disneyland and Disney world? Um, and one of the big differences is, is there's more attractions, especially once everything kind of opens, there will still be more attractions at Disneyland than there are in their two parks than there are at the four parks in Orlando. Um, now, granted, Walt Disney World has a lot more shows and they have the resorts, which are, you know, completely change your experience. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we and we've pretty much, we've done all of the Disney things. We've done Disneyland Paris. We've been on the Disney Cruise, I think, 12 times now. Um, we've done Disney Zolani. We've done Vero Beach. We've done Hilton Head. Um we haven't done any of the Asia parks. Um, I, I, that was one of the things that I was actually about to start working on mm. when all of this started was working on getting to Tokyo uh, with my buddy McNair. 
Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's definitely on, on our list of things to do, but got, sure. got put off a year or two. I hear you. I, I did talk to, um, so I know you know some people that are, you know, people that are regularly in the parks, um, not just cast members, but also others that are, that are visiting there. And I talked to one client, uh, of mine that I have that I know that's there, uh, today or the spin there. He's there today and tomorrow at Walt Disney world today. His family uh, was at Hollywood studios and they hadn't been in a long time. Um, and his comment to me was, I was just looking it up. It was just very simple. It was, wow, what a day. And he sent me several pictures of, you know, selfies of them, you know, enjoying rise of the resistance. They were able to get into the virtual queue kind of boarding group uh thing for that and and they've, um, and they've and fixed that Jordan, in the last couple yep. of days they have so they, they yeah they took out that step where you have to manually add the people from your party um yep. in the in the queue so that makes it a little bit a little bit easier more streamlined yeah um i think you're not having to get up well before the crack of dawn get to the park two hours before it you know opens and you're in a herd of people and all that so Dude, that's that seems what I, <laughs> I went in january and i'm i mean i'm 100 percent sure in that experience, my mom got Corona. Yeah. Uh, Cause we came back in January. Uh, we went to Jamaica and then we went to the parks as a family um, with both my mom and my wife's mom who were, you know, in their sixties and seventies respectively. And, you know, like they've made improvements that you're not experiencing those big giant. I mean, dude, I think we got up at three o'clock to go to the park mm-hmm. and then stood outside in, in a herd of humanity and my mom is like my mom is like a theme park like let's go let's go and of course when we got off i was like are you willing to get up and do that again the last day before you go home and she's like uh yeah i've been getting up whether you get up or not i'm doing this right again and so you know i mean the future of disney world is bright this is gonna you know this is a rough season to get through man you know cast members this has been a rough time for them Mm -hmm. um you know disneyland has basically said hey you guys are furloughed indefinitely so, you know, hopefully in many of the entertainment and it's, I really hope that this, you know, we can kind of get to the other side of this as quick as possible. Absolutely. It, um, because the cast members really are what makes the parks Absolutely. special. Those, those experiences, those little moments of magic, um, those moments of, um, you know, they, they skip, skip a spot in line for you or give you a sticker or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Dave, Dave Adams was freaked out. Um, who hosts Top of the World with me? Because they, they, his kids when when we, when they got to the, they stayed in the DVC rooms of the Grand Floridian, and the person there knew the kids' names, mm-hmm. and like that's not really like, like they have an iPad right there. That's not that yeah. hard to see, right? Yeah, you know. But no, what nobody else is doing that, and that's what makes yep. Disney a remarkable theme park. You know, they just they're doing. They're doing the little things so, so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think one of the one of the things that normally I'll say normally normally Disney is pretty good about is empowering their cast members to take care of guests. Yes. Um, and and they that's kind of part of the 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 training process, you know, for those that may or may not know um all the all disney cast members regardless of what you're doing they go through this class called traditions um at the very which i did when i was a cast member way back when um did you do the one day or the three-day version i think it was the three-day version yeah it's changed now but like back in the day like you got full-on immersion yep it's 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 history it's standard operating procedure it's you know the four keys 
Yes, the four keys, signing your non-disclosure agreement. I mean, all those kinds of things. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff that that we experienced. It was actually it was, it was really neat because I felt like I was going through a class on uh, on like the, the life and times of Walter Elias Disney in many ways. Uh, but it was really cool just to kind of learn about um, the the legacy and um, how it is, you know, how it is all about the people. You know, uh, Walt Disney World is the sing is the largest single site U.S. employer. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's amazing to see how that's developed and sort of the standards that they're able to keep and the way they set the bar for not just the theme park industry in many ways, but also for how business is done in a lot of ways worldwide and in other, you know, trades. Um, but so thinking about sort of being a, a cast member and one of that's what that's like, another one of the questions that I like to ask Terry sometimes is, um, and, and I know you've done a little bit of armchair imagineering occasionally on, on your, on your podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you, you may hear that from time to time. I'm not going to ask you to do that specifically tonight unless you want to, but um, if you could have one job at Walt Disney parks right now, what would it be and why? Um, right now, um, Animal Kingdom working with the elephants. Animal Kingdom working with the elephants. Okay. Yeah. Not, not, it, it, you know, that, that answer changes from the time, but right now that just yeah. seems like that'd be a cool job to have. Yeah. It's a unique, it's a unique, um, um, just experience and. And I think I kind of now would be a good time to be backstage a little bit, you know, just kind of <laughs> away from all Fair the, enough yeah. away from it all and seeing um, one of our favorite um, things that we did is a thing called, um, oh gosh, it's something with giants. I don't you know go backstage. Yep. You go backstage um, and you get to see kind of the elephants and, from the other side of the safari vehicle um kind of my one like corona like story is um there's an experience they do once a day at 11 o'clock the animal kingdom um, caring for giants caring for giants there's an experience that's once a day you can look up what this is called mm -hmm. with hippos yeah. mm -hmm. um with 12 literally with 12 people once a day um and you basically get to go backstage to the hippo area and they let you pet a hippo um which who who doesn't want to pet? I'm not a hippo, a rhino. Um, right. And uh, yeah, petting a petting a rhino is a little a hippo would probably not go very well. Um, <laughs> they're hungry for real. Um, yes, a, a bit. So yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting animal in in all of that because they're kind of one of those animals that you look at and they're, just, they're kind of warm and cuddly, but like. Um, they will eat your arm off. <laughs> yeah. They're one of the most deadly animals, uh, predators in the savannah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously imagineering, dude. I mean, like who wouldn't want to be, who wouldn't want to do that job? Um, it's probably the one job that I would probably quit what I'm doing now to go do for a season. Mm -hmm. You know, if I yeah. could go work. Um, and I tell you what, in fact, there's a rumor been going around and I tell you what I would do because um, we've actually spoke at an event together is I would love to go work with Tony Baxter on the lead to reimagine the figment attraction at Epcot. Oh, that would be so amazing. Yeah. Tony's a Tony, Tony himself is a gentle giant. Yeah. Um, and he's done literally your favorite 
Walt Disney attractions. You know, he's done um, Big Thunder, mm-hmm. the you know the um, Indiana Jones ride. Um, you know, he is he is definitely a Disney legend in his own right, and just super Absolutely. humble guy. Um, and I love Figment, right? I, Figment's probably, you know, people are always like, "What are your favorite characters?" And I like, I like Figment. I like Oswald, Dumbo, obviously, but Figment's super special just because of what he represents. You know, a Figment of imagination. Absolutely. And that and that, and that song that 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 the that the, that the Sherman Brothers wrote, mm-hmm. you know, just one tiny spark, that just like one little like flicker of of of, of fire, um, mm-hmm. can change your life. And you know that's. That's just the coolest thing about Disney when you think about it, that, you know, um, I actually tell this story in my book, Making Elephants Fly, of uh, my wife and I were out in Disneyland at California Adventure celebrating um, our anniversary. It's probably like our 15th anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. And I was sitting on the park bench there at Carthay Circle Theater um, in California Adventure and just kind of had a moment like, here I am. It was very meta. It was like, you know, here I am sitting on a park bench by a guy that had an idea sitting on a park bench because he stopped and he put his family first. And he had this idea that a place that where families could come and experience, you know, all of these things together. And I remember just sitting there kind of in the hub, if you will, of, of California Adventure, just watching, you know, all the things that were going on. And, you know, it's Mickey's running around in his little newsy hat. And, you know, the kids are, are playing with Mickey and, you know, there's, you know, the, the street disappear characters and just all the things that were happening all around me that happened literally one day because on a Saturday, a guy took some time out to be with his family oh, yeah. um, and had an idea that literally started on like a napkin. Um, and then originally was going to be called Mickey Mouse Park. It was pretty much just going to be a train, a carousel and a few other things. Hmm. Um, they quickly realized that the idea wasn't wasn't. Um, they had more ideas than they had space. So that's when they started looking for land and they came across um, orange groves, funny enough, um, which, you know, also has a lot in common with Florida, you know, fun little Disney trivia is both the U S theme parks are in orange County and they're <laughs> in their respective they are. Uh, um, cities. Now, now part of, part of um, the theme parks, I know the uh, animal kingdom is not in orange County. It's in, is it Osceola? That sounds right. Yeah, I think it's an Osceola, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Disney World is larger than Manhattan. Yes, it is. Uh, um, and so it's a lot of space. And if you and if you've ever been on a bus uh, after a theme after the the theme parks close, trying to get back to your resort, you 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 realize it quickly <laughs> that you do. <laughs> uh, and so, like buses, right? That, that's one of the things. It's like you know, normally getting on a bus at Walt Disney World is like is like getting in a can of sardines. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bunch of middle schoolers that didn't take a shower. Yep. Um, but now, now you're in a, like a, a nice socially distant space with but, no one's, you know, armpit in your face. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, but that and that's part of the experience. Like we love those yep. things. So they're super weird and they're goofy. Yep. Uh, like we're kind of like we rent a car most of the time, mm-hmm. or we like Uber and Lyft around the parks, just because I normally go and I have a few days and I've got a really limited time. Normally right. when I go and like, we like do a lot of quick trips. And so like, I, I know that I'll be a much happier. And this goes back to that original question you asked about setting expectations, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know my time is limited. So I know um, what I want to make priorities. And right. you know, people talk a lot about how expensive a Disney, 
a Disney trip is. But man, if you use a travel planner like John, and you know he helps you plan it, he can save money. Um, and really, 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 what you're you're almost paying by the hour for the experience. So you know, doing a few little hacks and like you know what you learn on this podcast, you know, saving sh- shaving a couple hours of wasted time off your trip is priceless at a Disney World vacation. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the good side of this pandemic, as far as Walt Disney World, is if you're staying at a Walt Disney World resort, you can come back to the resorts and actually enjoy them. Sure. Yeah, uh, because people, you know, most of us go and stay at these world class resorts that if they're they weren't in a theme park, you would just stay there and enjoy the resort. Absolutely. Uh, um, but I mean, the resorts have um, uh, you know movies almost every night, mm-hmm. and you know on the lawn, and amazing you know pools. Some Especially, of which are their own theme park. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even so even like, like Pop Century, like there. Mm-hmm. Where else do you go to the pool? There's music playing underwater. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like just it's, and that's not that big of a thing, but it really, when your kids hear it and see it, and when when you hear it, if you're a kid at heart. Um, and people ask, like, Terry, why do you do an event in Orlando, right? Like, why do you bother doing it? Even Nashville, it's a cool city. People like events. I love taking grownups to Disney World. Um, and um, and because it makes them think different. You can't you can't take an, 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 a person and walk them down Main Street that their perspective doesn't change a little, a little bit. Um, you know, that goes, and that goes back to Walt's legacy, right? Like of mm-hmm. growing up in the Midwest, in Marceline, Missouri. Um, and if you live in the Midwest, you know, now's a great time to take a road trip to Marceline, Missouri. There's For all sure. kinds of little Disney experiences that you can take yep. um, throughout the country. Um, you know, if you live in the Bay Area, there's the Walt Disney um, Family Museum, which actually isn't open, but they've been doing amazing little pop-up online things throughout this. Um if anything I've learned in 2020, man, is you're going to find the things you're looking for. Absolutely. If you're looking for magic, man, you'll find it. If you're looking for the bad news and the negative news. Um, and I think that's the one kind of, eh, like mm-hmm. the masks kind of take a little of that away. Cause you kind of want to, you want to step on, you want to walk to the turnstiles that aren't really turnstiles anymore and kind of forget the real world for a day or two. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I hope I hope, you know, by the time the beginning of 2021 gets around, the things will begin to go back to a little more normal, whatever that is. Um, um, but I, I think, like you said, if, if you've never been now might not be the best time to take your first trip. Um, you know, now's a great time to use a travel agent to go to the beach or go to, yeah. you know, Gallenberg or Pigeon Forge. And sure. Um, Dude, I, I, I can't, you know, knowing that's like what you, the service you provide for people, I can't imagine doing any kind of travel right now without the help of a travel agent. Yeah. Um, just because there's so many moving parts. Um, there are so many things that change. Even like as recently as the past few days, I've been helping somebody look at a, uh, a trip to um, the Gulf Coast. So, you know, Travelmation, we do a lot of Disney stuff. We do a lot of cruises and all-inclusives and different things. But a lot of people recently, like, you know, Terry been saying, there's a lot of domestic travel that's been happening. And every every resort, city, state has their own, you know, kind of regulations for how they're managing um, all this COVID stuff. And that's one of the things that I've been doing for him is sort of, you know, running down what those are to make sure they're in sync with, you know, where they're at as a family, because 
you know, everybody's different as far as, you know, what they want, what they don't want as far as the vacation experience. But, you know, people have different, differing opinions on the different regulations and stuff that are out there. We want to make sure that, you know, the, the experiences that our, um, you know, clients are looking for is not impeded by, you know, what, what's going on out there in the world today. Um, you know, there's, there's a huge, I think, itch that people have right now to um, get out and to go. Uh, and, and to do and, and to experience people are tired of you know being on being in front of their computers in front of their their phones all the time a lot of schools have gone to virtual schooling and um, you know people want to get out and they want to experience you know something what the world has to offer and that's one of the yeah. things that I've been enjoying doing lately is you know helping people dream about the possibilities that are uh, uh, that are out there so and dude um, I mean you and I were just talking before now is a fantastic time if you're in you know if you err on the side of caution and i get it um if that's you i, I you know i would say the majority of my friends mm-hmm. are sort of like you know give me a bubble i'm going somewhere i don't care get me somewhere <laughs> now get me with other people yes. uh, but if you're more cautious now's a great time to book flights and to book travel mm-hmm. and to take advantage of you know opportunities that you know were you know, and I, I remember traveling right after 9-11. Um, I was a speaker. So, like, I had to keep traveling. Right. That was, like, how I fed my family. And um, I remember traveling um, on, like, the, eight, the 16th or 17th of September. And then the next, you know, into Florida. The next week to D.C. Um, was sat next to Al Gore on that flight. That's a completely different story. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I mean there were just during that time, there was unprecedented opportunities. Right. I, I told this story on WWD several times, but I remember sitting in whispering Canyon with it being like four tables, three tables. Mm. And I'm seeing a lot of those experiences right now. Mm. And so, you know, where you can go to these restaurants that are normally packed and sold out, you could never get in and they're available at Walt Disney world. Um, and so, you know, now's the time and a lot more is starting to open back up. Uh, a lot of the restaurants, have started to open back up and just things have come up, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of, it's, you know, it's sort of like the um, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory where the, the magic they're, they're slowly flipping all the switches on yep, and they're doing as many as, and, and obviously some of my favorite experiences are those nighttime experiences. Um, I hope they're going to be able to create some social distance versions of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of, I've even hinted at, at some of the, the folks that I know and in, in the powers that be, if you will. Sure. I'd, I'd love to see Wishes come back. That would be amazing. Uh, because Wishes yeah. was, a, was a show that you could see anywhere in the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and it'd be great. Right now, I love Happily Ever After. Don't get me wrong, dude. It's right. fantastic. The Absolutely. music, the show. Um, but you really lose a good percentage of the show if you can't see the front of the castle. Right. I mean, even from the Top of the World Lounge. I have a podcast called Top of the World. I love the place. But watching the fireworks from there, it's just, it's not quite what Wishes was. Right. Um, just because so much of the story. So I really hope you're going to see some of those things kind of make a comeback. I imagine the fireworks of the Magic Kingdom will be the first to come back. Mm. Um, just because there's so many places outside of the Magic Kingdom, you can see them. They kind of sell four of the resorts with that as an option. Absolutely. Um, and so, <laughs> um, you know, and, and Disney is working every day to bring more magic and open more things. And, um, you know, that was a great time, um, but it's just different time, right? Right. Yep. Um, Absolutely. 
So yeah, it's, there, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Uh, I think that's kind of one, one word that comes to mind and, um, you know, do, do what's best for, you know, you and your family, um, you and, you know, those you hold most dear, uh, whatever, but yeah, it's, it's a super great time. If you want to enjoy, you know, low wait times and, um, restaurant availability and, um, basically being able to stay almost anywhere you want on property now, because most, most of the hotels, especially into the fall are, uh, going to be open except for, except for a handful of them. Um, but all, all the ones that, or, or I would say are worth staying at anyway. <laughs> what's, still, um, what's still closed, right? I mean, there's a couple for uh, NBA that are blocked off. Yeah. All, all the all-stars are closed for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Well, so which, there, there's, there's no end I date mean, for those, but yeah. But I mean, let, let's be real, dude. Yep. Um, I mean, and I'm looking at like, and John, you can help you book these. I'm looking at the Swan and Dolphin, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, buddy of mine just sent it to me. 135 a night. Yeah. Um, the Bonnet Creek JW Marriott, one twenty mm-hmm. a night. Yep. I mean that's a five hundred dollar a night hotel. A lot of the nights yeah. of the year. And there's so a lo- there's a lot of savings to be had out head out there. Yeah. And so sure. like if budget's a concern, if and I will tell you this, the one resounding thing I have heard from every human being that is at Walt Disney World Resort that they feel better, mm-hmm. safer, and cleaner at Walt Disney. Than they do with their local Walmart, Publix, Kroger, Absolutely. hands down. No one yeah. has said anything less than that. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, if you've if you've been thinking and you want kind of a different trip, this may not be the time to take the big ten day family reunion vacation, right? Uh, but it's a good time to go. You know, go four days and knock out each park. Yeah. Um, you know, the water parks aren't open. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I mean, don't don't tell anyone I said this, but. You know, down the world, the folks at Universal are doing a bang-up job, too. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and in fact, in a lot of ways, I think Universal Universal is sort of um, is positioning themselves in a way that I wasn't expecting. Right. In a lot of ways, they're, they're giving a better guest experience. Yeah. Um, and they have fantastic hotels, but they just had to close mm-hmm. five hotels on property. Right. <clears throat> four or five hotels on property because of just demand, which tells me mm-hmm. Hey guys, they're going to do whatever they can to get you there. Yeah. Um, you know, they're smaller, you know, being small is um, an advantage many times. So, you know, yeah. if you're on the fence and you feel like, you know, at the end of the day, this really comes down to like, wash your hands, keep social distancing and wear a mask. If you feel good, I, I've flown several times since this has been started. Um, I never have. I felt the airports, the planes mm. safer, cleaner, um, even just going through security was a lot less stressful. Um, right. It's of course different and different challenges, but you know, at the end of the day, man, at some point, you know, I think my, my one 2020 frustration with people has been like, you know, I've got a life to live. I've got like right. things I want to do and passions I want to see like happen. So there's only so much like waiting it out that I, I have time and space for. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so, get get out there create those memories and you know experience you know the world while uh while you're able yeah um, before yeah, that meteor sure. hits yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if not right book future travel like yeah dude i mean the deals so, i've seen to like jamaica and mm-hmm. um i'm a huge jamaica fan and like i was planning on doing an event in jamaica at the end of the year and and still may try to figure something out just cuz it's like the deals there are 
you know, you think Disney's doing things are like, would you like to bring an actual Jamaican home with you? We can arrange that. You know, like they're just <laughs> offering. I mean, yeah. I'm seeing prices that you normally, when you go to Jamaica, would like. Um, and I've even seen some of your other travel mission buddies. Shout out to Tim L. Rod and others. Oh yeah. Like normally, normally you'd be booking to stay at like one of those places where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. If you're like in your twenties, that's going to be fun. But right. like you're you're getting like swim up rooms mm-hmm. that are normally um, that are normally um, you know thousands and thousands and maybe even tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars that are for fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars for yep. a fam- for a couple. Yep. Yeah, there, there's some great deals out there for all inclusives and uh, yep. as well as a uh, you know even some of the like there there's some family oriented all inclusives out there as well that are that are pretty decent so. A lot, lot of possibilities to, to go and, and to do. And I love being able to kind of come alongside of people and um, help them um, help, help reduce the hassle. What, what I like to say is I like to help them reduce the hassle of, of planning their vacation experiences so they can focus on the why. Uh, and sometimes that means going over, you know, certain guidelines that specific resorts have. Sometimes it means, you know, finding that one little thing that people – um, you know, need to, to make it happen. And, and did you, you know, did that for it, my wife and I on the, tra- yeah. on, on the travel you've helped us with? Yeah. It was yeah. beyond magic. So, even just from getting like something cool in the room when we got there. Yeah. It, it was, it was flawless, dude. It was an amazing, yeah. um, I think we even got a little room upgrade. Um, there you go. Um, I don't know if that was the pixie dust or the travel nation dust or what that was, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Sure. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm proud Absolutely. that you're after you you show up every tuesday night yeah. and you do the thing and i appreciate yeah. it and it's good to see people but, people that like have something they want to do and make it happen but i appreciate you coming on also terry i know you're, you're tired of being on the road uh all day and you've probably got a few more hours of work ahead of you so yes i've, uh, <laughs> I've got a, i've got a dog that needs to adjust to a new house and another dog yes. that's like why is there another dog here <laughs> wait a minute Wait a yeah. minute. I thought this whole place was mine. Anyway. Awesome. So um, thank you again to Terry Weaver for coming on tonight. Please make sure to check out uh, his podcast, WDW Today, uh, Top uh, Top of the World, the DVC podcast, and Making Elephants Fly. Um, and you can find out more information about him at terryweaver.com. You can order a book uh, as well. And uh, hopefully we'll have him on again in the future. So thank you, Terry. And Tom, thanks for else. having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to everyone else out there, uh, thank you all for watching and we hope you have a magical evening. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.